Hey, it's WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey, and you're listening to the Three Jabronis Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, making their way to the ring from parts unknown at a total combined weight of Derek's 13 abs, the team of Tim the Bearded Dragon. My whole life has been a lie. All of these people were Brutus. Derek, your brown meat baby face and straight edge sex symbol. The Three Jabronis Podcast. And your red wine sex symbol, the Big Jad Booty Daddy. Well, whether you like it or you don't, you better learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Yeah, dig it. They are the Three Jabronis. Welcome to the Three Jabronis. I am the Bearded Dragon, the one and only Bearded Dragon, and I am joined by the Brownie brown baby, baby face and straight edge sex symbol. <laughs> I thought you said unibrow baby. <laughs> I was like, what? Also joined by your red wine sex symbol, the big jad doggy daddy booty daddy jaddy. Red, red wine. Hey, close to me. <laughs> oh, shit. What's happening, fellas? Nothing, man. It's been uh, practicing how to break a pen like uh, Tyson Fury. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, fuck him. I heard his people aren't happy about him being uh, somebody. Him being what? Him being, like, involved with... um. With um, WWE. WWE. The E. Well, yeah. Sounds like he's got like 15 million reasons why he should be happy about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to buy him a lot of Coke. I don't know if that's still his thing, but I was reading you, the Coke guy. <laughs> he can buy so many pens to, and break them. Yeah. Um, is, he, is he still an active boxer? He retired, didn't he? No, he's, he's still the uh, heavyweight champion. Yeah, is he undefeated? Did I make that up? Yeah, he's not the legit heavyweight champion, though. He just never lost the titles, but he, yeah. he gave them up. He's the linear heavyweight champion. Yeah. No, he, yeah. yeah, he's undefeated. Damn. Yeah, he gave him up because of his coat problem. Yeah, he's a Pepsi guy now. Mm, shit happens. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a, a fucking shit show. Shit show and shouty. Yeah, it's, and it's it's a fish. Bull. I love it. I love how all the past crown jewels in Saudi Ara- and whatever Saudi Arabia shows, it's just heavily leaning on, like, legends and shit. And everybody's like, God, I'm so sick of them bringing all these legends back. WWE's like, oh, okay, we'll listen to you guys. Uh, we'll bring in two people not <laughs> in in the world of wrestling. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, at least one of them has a name people know. I have no fucking idea who Tyson Fury is, but I know who King Velasquez is. Same, same exact thing. I was like, all right, I know that's Kane, but like the other Kane, not the masked Kane, not the set his family on fire Kane, but yeah, man. I'd... That's gotta be Kane! Like, I think I had to ask, I think I had to ask in the chat who the fuck Tyson Fury was. 
I don't want to say that I don't really care about Tyson Fury, but I don't really care about Tyson Fury. And for that fact, I don't care about fucking Braun Strowman either. Although I am happy they put him on SmackDown, spoiler alert, of the draft. Yeah, it's just cool for Braun, see Braun Strowman lose to somebody else. You know, <laughs> right. To somebody not even in the WWE, not even a trained professional wrestler. That'll be good this, for your monster among men. This is going to be bad. Do you think it's going to be Goldberg-Taker bad? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, I think this is going to be Goldberg-Taker proportions. This is going to be bad. I bet you it won't be that bad. No, I don't think it will be that bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Braun's going to kill him or something accidentally or paralyze him. Or... Oh, you... oh, yeah, Braun. No, I, I don't think it'll be that bad, but... Because I think they're going to try and keep it simple. With Taker and Goldberg, they were, like, for some reason trying to put on, like, a 15-minute match. Are there any stipulations to this match? Um, or is it just like a singles regular? I, I'm, I think it's just a regular match. Regular exhibition? The winner gets a new pen? I don't know. Uh, is it for the Greatest Royal Rumble title? It should be. I think I put that title on the line. Still hasn't defended that shit. I've seen it once. <laughs> that was it. And I don't even think they showed it on the pay-per-view. I think it was after. Jeez. Uh, yeah, no. The Brock and Brock and Kane, I'm somewhat like intrigued by because I've seen Kane work. And he that was nasty. He's decent, right? Yeah, he's not bad he's, at all, man. That video I saw that somebody posted of him in AAA was fucking. I was really impressed. Yeah, like, and MMA fighters tend to have pretty good track record going over to. Yeah, this match just means nothing. No, yeah, it doesn't. It's just like, like if you knew UFC, if you knew the history, that's one thing, but even not everybody knows. I mean, I know the history, and even then, I don't really care all that much, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, that's what they're relying on to tell the story. I mean, it's been like eight, nine years since they last they faced in the octagon. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. I looked it up because I was curious on how much time has lapsed. Yeah, I think it was like 2013. I mean, I remember Brock getting his ass whooped, but. Nine years ago, Jed, was 2010. Yeah, not 2013. I thought the fight was in 2013. That's that's that Tulsa math. Yeah. Yeah, No, it was 2010. Okay, well, sorry. Sorry that I... I I'm a a fucking human and I made a mistake. You cunt. That was a pretty easy math math equation. (laughs) (laughs) I I have dad baby brain now, all right? Dad baby puppy baby dad. It was October 23rd, 2010. It's almost nine years to the day wow. on when they're uh, wrestling. That's kind of crazy. It was the main event of UFC 121. Hmm. They're going to get a lot of publicity from it. I, don't, I get a feeling this could actually be surprisingly good. Brock and Kane? Or just yeah. the show? Oh, yeah. No, not the show. Yeah, the match. Yeah. No, I meant, I meant the whole, like, they'll get some publicity from these two matches, but Oh, for sure. Brock, yeah, Brock and Kane. I'm. I think could like sneaky be good, pretty good. I don't think it's gonna suck. That I'll say that for sure. Yeah, I think I got high hopes. Well, not high hopes, but I got a hunch this one's gonna be a a fucking banger. Like we're talking steamboat, savage banger. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I am. I am borderline excited. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I'm interested. Definitely intrigued. I am too. I wonder if they're gonna like let them. I mean, they're obviously gonna stay to somewhat of a scripted match, but I almost kind of hope they just let them go a bit. I think they probably will. 
It looked like they were they were going a little like extra when they had their little scuffle. What if it's just a squash like the Kofi match? Like Brock just comes in and lays out pain. I don't. I think I would be okay with that. I would feel much better about the Kofi match. I would think that that was fucking awesome. Just be, you know, because Kane, you know, oh Lesnar avenged his loss, and Kane don't care because he's about to get in like seventy five million dollars to do it. So yeah, no kidding. Brock, you know. Brock's probably gonna like hit him with a low blow or some shit. I should fucking. This is a perfect time to have Riddle come out and start swinging his dick around. Oh. <laughs> it would over man. his head, Take just like both a helicopter. Out. They should do it in North Carolina. They should okay. call Pete Pablo. The meat spin. Dude, this is a the meat spin. The meat spin. <laughs> <laughs> they should, after this match, they should just have Velasquez like go hard in the train in like the uh, performance center, and then bring him back for like the rumble as like a surprise. Yeah, I'm curious of what like is it, he signed an actual contract, right? This isn't just like a one-off type of. Yeah, it's it was a few years, right? Yeah, multi-year. I'm curious what they do with him. I mean, this can be huge. Also, losing. Ronnie. Is the title on the line? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if they put the title on him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I honestly I hope they do it just just to see how everybody's gonna react. <laughs> I don't oh my god. Fucking people would go crazy. Like not in a good way. Like a fucking riot in Saudi Arabia. It, it would be like all the people bitching about Brock like what the fuck are you doing taking the title off, bro? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, for sure. How dare you put this yeah. on a guy, an MMA guy coming into our into our business? His first match. Yeah. Well, that's not the only championship match at Crown Jewel. So uh, yeah. Yeah, Crown Jewel, baby. Seth versus the Fiend rematch that we all wanted. So I'm really excited for this match. Oh yeah, same. Sorry, I tried, to pull, anywhere, I, I tried to pull it off. I, I couldn't. I don't get hype. I say hype. Oh, uh, oh, Mojo. Is he? Oh, wait. He he got drafted, right? In the in the free agent the supple, draft, the supplemental draft, <laughs> the oh by the way draft. Yeah. I am ready for them to burn it down. Like the the match will, the match will be great. So they will burn it down, like burn down the house because not not like. Not like on Raw when when Seth burned down the the Firefly Funhouse, but they they will they will burn it down in a, in a in a good match way. I hope I just hope Bray's got some State Farm insurance or some shit. This is the second time at least in the last three years his house or some his property has been burnt down. Poor man can't catch a break. He, yeah, seriously, man. Just I wonder if I wonder if Randy Orton and Seth Rollins will form a tag team that are like the the. The house, the the barn burners or the, something. The barn burners. <laughs> the barn burners. <laughs> oh shit. I thought, I thought we would be done with this when the fiend was drafted to SmackDown, but nope, they're gonna keep going with this. Yep, it's gonna be garbage. But, but guys, there was a draft, and there's two different brands now. There's there's Fox SmackDown, and there's Raw USA. Just just in case you're confused. It, it, Seth, uh, Seth's on Raw, by the way, and the Fiends on SmackDown. Yeah, that's. But there's thing. no more wild card rule. Yeah, but this this um this feud was started before the draft, so it's grandfathered in. Right. I don't. I don't know. I mean, well, I'm no, it's, it's it, WWE Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. The the one time a year where it's brand warfare and people get beheaded. Like, is it? I don't even know if it's possible to book somebody worse than they've booked Seth post WrestleMania. Yeah, um, 
like research the fiend at hell in a cell it's like right almost immediately after mania he goes into this boring ass three-month feud with baron corbin and not not the baron corbin of today that people are starting to like because he's had good matches it was still the one that everybody hated and was annoyed with because nobody gave a and then he gets paired with becky lynch on tv and that was a disaster yeah, and then they're, like, engaged now, because what the fuck? That was just, that, that no, was no good for anybody. Them, us. And then the whole fucking Brock Lesnar thing. They om- they almost had him had us back at SummerSlam. Like, it seemed like they might get back on track, but nope. Throw him into the fucking Fiend, and we're fucking worse than we were before that. Started calling him the Fiend Bray Wyatt again. I just, like, just call him Fiend! I just... He's done. He's ruined. He's... This is all garbage. Seth Rollins has just been the worst. The Fiend. Give me the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Rollins has been the worst. They really fucked up at Hell in a Cell. I don't know why they are doing this again. Well, at least this time they can get away with not doing a finish, because the Saudis aren't going to give a fuck. They're not going to boo or chant AEW. Yeah, not after the finish they gave at Hell in a Cell. Are they going to give a wonky-ass finish to this? I bet they do. <laughs> uh, just do the surprised. same thing. Do the same like identical spot. <laughs> the fiend is just going to behead Seth in the middle of the ring, and then they should do a buried alive match. <laughs> and then next week on Raw, he's got to switch lanterns, and it's going to be what, Seth's that? head instead of Brace. <laughs> Yo, I hope so. I hope. I hope. <sighs> I don't want to see the fiend with the title, but I hope. Unless he like eats it, unless he like eats the title, there's no more universal title. Um, but I hope he beats Rollins, and then I I literally hope like the ending is like he does this snap his neck move, except that's how that's how it goes off the air, and then we come back like the next night or whatever, and it's Seth's head as the lantern, and then we don't see Seth for six months because we all think he's dead. No, he's rambling rabbit. And then the, the <laughs> yes. dead man rises. <laughs> and then Seth, Seth Rollins is just the Undertaker. Then, nah, he'd be like, the, <laughs> oh my God. he'd be like the Jesus version. It's like he's Mordecai. He's Mordecai. I love it. <laughs> Seth just turned into Mordecai. <laughs> Morda Seth. Monday Night Mordecai. <laughs> It's garbage. Seth freaking, Seth freaking Taker. Uh, what else we got for Crown Jewel? They announced anything else? Seth is the only thing worth talking about on Crown Jewel. Have you have you heard about Seth Rollins? No, I've heard about his tiny dick though. I haven't heard about it. I've seen it. Yeah, me too. It's no Matt Riddle, that's for sure. Yeah. No. Little, what up, Matt Riddle? Yeah. It's not even I go night. to I go to I go to bed every night and I pray to Ric Flair since he's God. I pray to Ric Flair that I'll wake up with a riddle dick. I still get a Rollins dick. Slapping you in the face. <laughs> oh, we forgot Seth. Seth oh, more yeah. Seth Rollins. He was he was uh, booted from Team Hogan. No longer captain of Team was Hogan. He? Well, yeah. I mean, apparently WWE was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. He's on there twice. Ah, dummy. Who's replacing him? They haven't announced it yet. Right now. Oh, Jesus. So, <laughs> right now, it's for Team Flair. Hey. Team Flair is uh, Lashley... Corbin, Orton, and Nakamura, and Team Hogan is Rusev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yo, I'm, I'm 
I'm putting my tiny Rollins dick on the line right here. Hulk Hogan will be the team captain. Oh, yeah. Team Hogan. You gotta take the hot tag, brother. You know, <laughs> I I hate to I I don't really want this, but I feel like it need it needs to happen. But it should be Kofi, because this is the. Hey, well, that's that's literally what I was just gonna say. Or the- I mean, I don't just because See, you know, but I'm. Just because it's like you know Hogan, but but that is probably the most prominent spot that he could have on the card, and I feel like after taking that big L, no, not the rapper, that big loss to Brock, I feel like he needs something kind of, you know, to make him still seem like a big deal. Yeah, he got ricocheted at that deal, and because right now he's listed with the New Day for the fucking tag team turmoil thing they have and like tag that's turmoil. that's just like i, I don't know like it, it, he's i don't want to say he's above that but he's above that right now <laughs> no he's definitely he is definitely above that and if they don't do something it's gonna just look bad yeah. it's gonna put a bad taste in people's mouths like that kind of like fuck you to the fans of yeah cool you got your moment a couple months of it <laughs> Yeah, right. We're and then, with yeah, and then yeah, that's over. And relegate him to those stupid tag matches. Like he can be a big star. Like I mean, he is a big star. He could he could be a big asset to SmackDown if they treated him yeah the so, right way. So like I feel like it, it's it could be one of two people. <laughs> ah, three people. I think it could be it. If Roman's making the trip, then it's gonna be Roman. But I don't think he went last time. I don't remember ever seeing Roman at Crown Jewel or any Saudi. Yeah, so I don't think he, I don't think he he's going. Enough um, money will get him there. The other person I could see it being is the Miz. Yeah, he's got that history with Flair. They had the, the passing whole, of the torch. And they had the whole uh, Miz TV with Hogan and Flair that kind of kicked this whole thing off. So I could see that, but it should be Kofi. Yeah, now you bring up Miz. That's probably. I- I can see that happening. Miz will be on the team, I think, for sure. Yeah. I honestly feel like they're going to pull the New Day from the tag team turmoil, and all three members of the New Day will be on Team Hogan. I think, honestly, I feel like they want to subtly push the Hulk Hogan's not a racist. He wouldn't be on WWE TV if he was. (laughs) That blatantly? You think they'll do it that blatantly? Well, honestly, that's that's one of the reasons why I think they 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 would make Kofi... The team captain because it's like oh it looks good See? team captain of team hogan is a uh is a black man <laughs> yeah, i'll tell you he's not gonna do it that's mark henry <laughs> he fucking hates hogan i bet Rick, I, I bet ricochet will be added to that team too pew, pew. what about what about apollo they're just gonna go straight for the apologetic hey there's my drive laundry's done um <laughs> apollo will be in the uh ba- the battle royal is there a battle royal i don't know isn't, there isn't Mansoor fighting somebody? The dude that won the battle royal last year, Cesaro. Poor Cesaro. Did you say Maro? Ronaldo? Cesaro. Oh, Cesaro. I thought you said Maro. I'm like, oh, that should be a Mamma Mia. That's that should be a, be a good match. Yeah, that's gonna be a banger. <laughs> yeah, Mansoor, the guy who's fucking wrestled once on NXT since that show. <laughs> right. Nice. I mean, he's, he's um, good, but like, show him. Well, the big news I wanted to bring up. Before we had to keep talking about Seth Rollins' tiny dick, uh, Eric Bischoff. Oh yeah, he That's got the big, big news coming out of the week that he got he got shake hand. 
Bye, Felicia. And Bruce Pritchard is replacing him, right? Yeah. Is that that's confirmed, right? Yep. Mm. Very interesting. It's exciting. I, I'm curious on what happened with Bischoff. Like from reports, it just sounds like he did nothing. Yeah, but was he allowed to do anything? You know what I mean? Or was it such micromanaging? I don't know. And it's not 30 years ago. I forget where I heard this, but I legit heard that he would show up to work and just kind of sit at his desk and not do much. Like, to the point that people were legitimately asking, like, what does he do here? Yeah, that's what I heard. Did he think he was playing, like, the general manager on screen? Maybe. Maybe he was practicing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think... I didn't think it was going to be a good fit from, I mean, just because, like, Eric Bischoff doesn't have that great of a mind for wrestling. You know, like, he was very, he's a very good salesman. That, well, that, I, from what it sounded like, he never really was was given the job to be, like, head of creative or anything. Like, it was mostly, like, the business aspect. It always seemed like, you know, when we found out they were bringing in Heyman and Bischoff, like, Heyman was good to go and at it, like, from from the from go from the word like it came out that he had a new position on Raw and like was kind of going to be like the go to guy for it. Bischoff, I feel like it was a big stall and we were just waiting and waiting and then it was kind of like, is he? Uh, oh, he, oh, he he is like he did move and he he is okay. Oh, okay, but like it, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like it was obvious that Heyman had his fingerprints all over Raw, and it just seemed like Bischoff never really got started. That we, I mean, we don't know. He very well, I mean, if he wasn't doing anything, you know, it would show. But Heyman has one of the greatest minds for, for professional wrestling ever. And Bruce Pritchard also. So it's, and Bischoff doesn't. You know, if they brought Bischoff in as an on-screen role, that's one thing. Or, like, selling the product or some shit, you know dealing with the TV networks and stuff. He's good at that. But put him... Because what was the actual job he was hired for? It was like... Uh, I don't even it, know. The actual it was title. creative, right? Executive... But it was them. for creative. Like create creative over the show and shit, right? I don't remember the actual title. The Do we know what he was supposed to be doing? Like, what was he supposed to be doing? I just remember seeing he's head of SmackDown and... Um, what's his name? Set a raw. All right, so they were in the same position. They shouldn't have brought him in for that type of position. It's just a bad move. Uh, but Bruce Pritchard, let's talk about the good coming out of it. This could be really good. This could help change things. Yeah, I mean, Bruce. Bruce has had some uh, some good ideas. He's had some stinkers, but track record's yeah, good. I mean, Vince has had quite a few stinkers. Executive director. Like, that's the uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah, Vince Estrule McMahon. <laughs> Vince Estrule. <laughs> like um, Vince Est Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, no, I mean he. Listen, it's. I think when you have good minds like that, I know Vince has a final veto, but like, I don't know. I just feel like it's it can only get better. You would hope. You when is pray. When is Conrad being hired? Isn't Con- isn't Conrad basically employed by AEW? That's what I thought. Like not, doesn't matter. Not employed, basically, on their payroll. He's Conrad. It don't matter. Yeah, I, I just I, love that man's voice. 
Yeah, it, but anyway, it just yeah. says Bruce it just says executive director of SmackDown. And it sounds like an important role. And he answers directly to Vince, so it's like it's basically like he's ne- he's like Vince's right hand man again. Yeah. And Paul Heyman's his left hand. While Paul Heyman's doing something right, jerking him off because he's safe. Moving on here, uh, Moxley stripped of his IWGP US title and Lance Archer is that the guy from the show Archer? <laughs> yeah, he's the new champ. Yeah, um appa- apparently uh Mox fell victim of the the uh, typhoon, shock right? the shockmaster. Oh yeah, no sorry. The typhoon, yeah. The typhoon. The typhoon. The typhoon. Uh Johnny Tsunami. This is dumb. And I think I think like New Japan has just has a rule that like if you miss if you're a champion and you miss like a match or a date or whatever that you're automatically stripped of the title or something. I think I read that somewhere, but I mean honestly, I feel like if you're AEW, like you have to love that because like oh yeah, freeze him up, freeze him up. He doesn't he doesn't lose, so he still looks good. Kind of a win win for them. That's the problem though. I feel like they fuck that up all the time. <laughs> Did he even defend the title ever? Yeah. I think he did. Yeah, he, Interesting. I, I'm pretty sure he defended it against Juice once. From Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Jammu was ringside, I believe. Shamu? <laughs> That's a fucking weird pairing. Isn't it? It's <laughs> fucking wild. I'll have to scroll back. I want to see that. Um, yeah, I so Lance Archer. Whoever the fuck Lance Archer is. Hoyt. It's Lance Hoyt. Yeah, he used to be in. That's he used to be him. like back in the day. He was in WWE, right? Ah, uh, was he in WWE? Uh, yeah. McGee, Tom McGee. <laughs> yes, he had this <laughs> legendary match with Bret Hart. Remember? I think this dude was the fake Tom McGee when, uh, they brought, when they brought fake Tom in. I know he was in TNA. Maybe that's where I'm thinking of him from. But I thought, I thought before he was in TNA, he was in WWE for like a second, like on ECW, maybe. Oh yeah. He was Vance Archer. Oh, alright, that's what it was. So he was Vance Archer, then Lance... He was Lance Hoyt in TNA, right? Yeah. Okay. Is that the same guy? Yep. Hoyt, 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 Hoyt. Okay. I just remember the chant. I'm just glad I didn't sound like a friggin' idiot right there. Nah, man. You, you nailed it. Nailed it. You should get, You should be on uh, Corey Graves' podcast. Good segue. Thank you, man. I've been doing this for a little bit. Uh, it's about goddamn time that WWE got into the podcast game. I mean, Jesus, what have you guys been waiting for? Like, seriously, we have a podcast. Why doesn't WWE have a podcast? Well, they do now, apparently. Yeah, because Corey Graves doesn't have enough jobs. Like, oh, yeah. uh, I'm curious if this is going to be like the Art of Wrestling like travel type of show where you can clearly tell that like they're not in a studio. Uh, no, I'm sh- I bet they will be in a studio. Or they... Or... Uh... Actually, I, I like, is it, is it going to be an interview show, or is it going to be, like, a recap show? I, I'm guessing it'll be, like, an interview, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like it might be kind of st- status quo with, you know, they'll probably talk about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and have an interview. I'd rather him just do the straight-up interview shows. I think Triple H is the first guest. Yeah, I would honestly just, like... Like that too. Like his show that he had on the network. What was it? Culture Shock. Yeah. Yeah. Just do that. Just copy talk as Jericho. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. Not that hard. 
But yeah, I mean, Corey is on every single show. Not anymore, right? Yeah. yeah, no, they took him off Raw. Oh. They took him off Raw, so they're like, oh, <clears throat> shit, we got to give him another show. Yeah. Oh, go. all right. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah, apparently. Corey Graves cannot be on WWE programming less than twice a week. But, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes. I think Graves is probably a good good one to have host it. I mean, I would have said either him or Renee. Um, Mike Kanellis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear this story? Uh, Raheem Shabazz broke this story, I believe. Raheem, you there? Hello? Hello? Hey, Shabazz! Hello, fellas. It's good to be back. How are you? Okay. Have a bit of news. This is breaking news per my sources. I have been told that Mick Canel... Canalus has has <laughs> requested his release from the WWE. Uh, however, it his his wife uh, Mariah has not yet. Back to you. I hate when fucking people. I hate this shit so much. But granted, yeah, he tried to put over the WWE while he was doing it. What are you trying to do? Get released. <laughs> no shit, right? Yeah. Luke Harper tried the same thing. I mean, is it really? I mean, I I don't know. It's not a bad strategy, man. Like, either you get released and get what you want, or they don't have you on the show and you still get paid. Yeah, but or they, these they guys... You. Yeah, but look at how long Harper did nothing. Yeah, but he got paid. So, that's not doing what he wants. He wants... You don't go into wrestling to get paid. You go into wrestling because you love wrestling. And these are two guys that love wrestling. So, it is however many months they keep you off TV... That you can't wrestle. Sure, you can go in the backyard and wrestle, jerk off buddies or something. But like, you can't do what you like to do. No, yeah, I mean, I don't. I won't have necessarily any sympathy for him if he doesn't get released. I mean, I feel bad for him right now, just because like, dude should have been in NXT. As soon when they came in, came into WWE, they should have gone to NXT. Don't know why they didn't. And then when Maria came back from her pregnancy, they had an opportunity to put him in NXT again. Didn't. Yeah, I'm. You're right. They should have never debuted on the main roster because nobody gave two shits or knew where they fucking were, and then they were gone. Well, I think they would have been. They could have been okay on the main roster, but like, what was it? Less than a month later, Maria revealed she was pregnant, <laughs> and like, yeah, and he went through his drug addiction. That's what ended that push. Yeah, but but I'm saying like, if if that happened when he was in NXT. Because the crowd didn't really know who he was at that point. But if that happened in NXT, I think he still would have been fine because that crowd would know who Mike Bennett is. Mike Canales. Agreed. And I also feel like they missed a chance to have him as like this underdog babyface and tell the story that we all know of his addiction. It worked for Eddie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah it worked out real well for Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> and for Hawk. Well! Bolt, the Bolt dead. One was pushed off a scaff or jumped off a scaffolding. Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly don't expect them to release him, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do, just because clearly they don't see, they don't view him highly. It's a very loaded roster. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of room, and he's not somebody I think in their eyes that's really going to be a standout. I mean, maybe they go the route where they keep keep him off TV for a while and hope cooler heads prevail, like kind of Leo Rush and Luke Harper. I mean, there's, there's just, there's no reason not to have him wallowing away on the mid card. 
I think the I feel like the issue with for him was not necessarily how he's portrayed on Raw. I mean, obviously that he would like to be better, but he wasn't being booked for like live events, so he wasn't working. Uh, that's fucked up. So cause, I guess cause the two or five guys don't really work. Uh, like they don't go on live events and shit. So yeah, nobody wants to fucking go see two or five live. Well, no, but like I mean, like, like, they're not even like integrated with show? like the regular house shows. Or even oh, are they NXT. still doing 205 Live? Uh, yeah, move to what, Fridays or some shit? Yeah, I feel like it's just going to slowly like, the fade point? away. Because yeah. a few of the cru- cruiserweights were in the draft, and then some of them have like kind of dipped their toes in NXT. So I mean, Leo Rush is the cruiserweight champion, and he's not even <laughs> not 205 Live anymore. Yeah, that shit's wild. That shit was wild. Yeah. All right, moving on here, let's talk about that fucking WWE draft. Overall, overall, what did you think of it? I think the presentation was horrible. I th- the idea the idea was good. They had a, the thought was good. The execution was piss poor. Pile of shite. Like the war rooms were an absolute joke. Like having Fox football analysts being involved was a fucking joke. Why the fuck was Troy Aikman? Troy Aikman and his pile driver. Dude, that, Jeez, that was so dumb. There was Terry Bradshaw, who they didn't talk about anybody current on any of these segments. They just listed off the most famous wrestlers like Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, that's my brother. It was so fucking dumb. I, I honestly didn't necessarily mind those ones nearly as much as the fucking War Rooms. It's like such, like, don't insult our intelligence. Like, it's so over the top. Like, yeah, I just... They're, they're trying so hard to legitimize this. Like, they did... It, they you don't need to. Like, they did... You don't fucking need to. Everything that I wanted them to do, but they did it so poorly. Like, I wanted them to have, like, the war rooms and stuff, and but, like, have, like, three or four people in per in their per room. Not... And it, and it was just so obvious it was the same friggin', like quote cut scene every single time they cut to it like why are we celebrating you drafting why are you going nuts over umberto carrillo like what the for our truth i'm sorry yeah the 24 7 title you got another no. title on the show nobody gives a fuck no you're just saying that because he blocked you on the twitter yeah dude i mean that too but listen he means so little to me that i forgot that he blocked me on the twitter and the- hey he's he's sometimes the highlight of the show man for real i mean that honestly I mean, I agree, but still, I'm sorry. You're not going to freak out and celebrate like that because you have our truth, the 24 7 chance. I mean, they're like, you, they shouldn't freak out over anybody because you know who you're drafting. You put, you told them who you wanted. Why are you clapping? Not much you fucking changed. You knew the pick. We knew the picks. It's like the week before the draft. <laughs> Go listen to the last episode. Yeah, we, we gave you, we gave you, spoiler alert, we gave you the first at least yeah. three rounds on SmackDown. Yep. <laughs> big fuck up there i mean we broke the story but yeah you heard it here first (laughs) i mean a big fuck up on wwe's part for releasing that shit i just man i was so disappointed because i was so looking forward to the draft i thought it it was just so obvious that none of these people have ever seen a fucking professional sports draft at all i didn't want to see a draft not after we just had one how many months ago that was a shake up and and then a shake up and now another draft Nothing's gonna fucking change. What what they should have done is literally just have everybody is a free agent, and then 
they can negotiate with Fox and USA instead of just having them draft people. Be like, oh, we're, Fox is offering Seth Rollins way more money than USA, so he's going to go to Fox. Do shit like that. Was, was Les, Lesnar drafted? Or is he automatic because he's got the title? No, nobody was automatic. Okay. Was he drafted to SmackDown? Yeah. Uh, um, I wasn't sure for big names like that. Was John Cena in the draft? He was not. What the fuck? Free agent John, man. He's been a free agent since 2016. I really want John Cena back. <laughs> Same, dude. I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, I can't believe that I really feel that. Like, I really want John Cena back. I do, too. I miss that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because the last time we got him was the word life. At Mania. He hasn't been back since, right? Nah. I w- that was so good. I watched that last week, actually. I was like, oh. Nice. I miss this. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Jad, what are your thoughts on the draft? Uh, honestly, I just... Uh, it's a lot like Derek said. It's you know, we talked. About, I think the effort was there, and that's cool. But just the way they went about executing is just... I, I mean, I, the war room is just the biggest thing to me. Like, that was just such a throwaway. And if it's a throwaway, it's not needed. And then the whole... I had to jump off for a bit because my dog almost got eaten by a husky. But... Uh, we uh, I don't know if you got a Harris, a husky Harris cross bliss thing. Yeah, it's a husky Harris, huskus. Uh, the like, blockbuster trade. Yeah, I mean, I just like you. You have bliss cross is two separate like get drafted as two separate wrestlers, and then you you put them back together. Like that's a that's a pick that they could have given like to Cesaro or somebody that like could have kind of gotten a rub just by being a friggin' draft pick. And then the blockbuster trade bullshit where it's like, oh, they're going to be drafted over to the other show for, you know, future consideration picks. Like, it's just dumb. They, they hype shit up and just there's so many times where they can hit fucking home runs and they just fuck it up. Like the whole Bray Hell in a Cell thing, like 80 percent of the draft. It's just stupid. It's, it's literally a home run or a strikeout with them. Like, they- yeah. They don't know how to try and hit for singles or doubles. It's no, maybe sometimes it's a bunt. There might be some bunting. I, I would take a bunt, but sometimes and some most of the times they end up getting beaned. It's yeah, no shit. Right? Um, overall, though, with how the rosters wound up, how do you feel? Um, I mean, there were so many times where I was just like, "How does this make any sense?" With some of these, like especially on Raw, like. Umberto Carrillo gets picked in the third round. You're going to pick Umberto Carrillo over Samoa Joe, The Miz, King Corbin. Cesaro. Rey Mysterio, Cesaro. King Velasquez. And, like, I I don't know. I, and it pissed me off, too. Like, obvi- I get why it, why it didn't work out that way. But, like, you're really... It just looks bad when you take Charlotte Flair over Bailey, who is the champion. And Bailey doesn't even get set, drafted till the second round. Like, don't you want the championship? Don't you want the more most titles you can get on your brand? Yeah, but this could work in Bailey's favor. I mean, I guess. Add to her frustration. She could use this. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, she's going to have to. But it, it doesn't necessarily look good. And with SmackDown, like, there was a couple where I was just like, what the fuck? Like, late, oh, yeah, the, the third round. Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, Kevin Owens. You're, gonna, you're taking Lacey Evans over fucking Kevin Owens? Excuse me, and she get and like she was picked over Natalia, who she literally lost to like two nights prior. 
And then they put them together in a tag match. It's yeah. like the shit they do <laughs> makes zero fucking sense. I mean, like, so is Lacey Evans a face now? And are we supposed to care about her now because she's a face? Because I still kind of don't. She's great on socials with staying in her character. She's she's decent on the mic when it comes to her character. I honestly like. I fast forward through all her matches. I just don't care. I kind of don't care about Natalia either. I I have no idea what that was about because Lacey Evans is on SmackDown and Natalia's on Raw. So I don't know what the fuck just, that was for. The shit they do. It's the draft, baby. Sense. It's just the draft. Oh. You know? Oh, and the other thing was fucking Shinsuke Nakamura not being drafted till the third round. The Intercontinental Title. Because he sucks. I don't even give a shit who has the title. Who who's the champion? You want the title. Or at least you should. I mean, yeah, you should, definitely. Like, Raw, Raw had the chance to draft... They had the U.S. champion. They had a chance to draft the Intercontinental champion to their show. They didn't. Which they should have done. Yeah, like, realistically. Then SmackDown should have taken the U.S. title. Well, the U.S. title was already off the board. So I'm saying, like... Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, before, though. Oh, yeah. Like, well, they went in the... The O.C. got taken in the first round, so... As a group. So they didn't yeah, really Yeah, but have SmackDown should have taken them. Even though they, you know, like, even though they were just on SmackDown, I'm saying like that should have been a strategy by either show. Yeah. Just taking the titles. But especially on Raw, because it was like, okay, OC was we drafted the OC. We know we have the US title. SmackDown's clear. SmackDown's balking to fucking pick Shinsuke Nakamura, snag him, take the Intercontinental title. Obviously, we obviously you know predetermined we get it. But like realistically, like that's why wouldn't you do that? It's like no. What do you, what do you mean predetermined? You know. No. Fill me in. It, apparently, this isn't real. No. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth, man. Yeah. That's what. That's it's the rumor. real. It's real to me. Damn it. It's still real to me. Damn it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. yeah sorry, I, yeah. I cut you off. But. Yeah. No. Taking Nakamura would have been like in a fantasy football draft. Like you already have two running backs, and you take another one. It's like, well, yeah. You can never have too many running backs, plus maybe some trade bait. Yeah, and running backs shit out all the time. Like, that would have been a good way for them to do a trade. Like, oh, shit, Raw has the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title. SmackDown need, SmackDown wants one of them. We gotta send some some people over to get that title back. But no, we just trade Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for, for uh, a kendo stick and a ring bell. I don't know. It, um... I... So this is this is what I think they should have done. This is what I think would have been kind of dope. Well, not with the draft, after the draft. So like after the draft, they had the free agents, and literally it was just like, oh, we were. Some people were like, oh shit, that must be Cesaro who's the free agent. Oh shit, he might go to the NXT. Nope, he gets lumped in with three or four other people, and it's like, oh yeah, he's going to SmackDown, and then these people are going to Raw. Just one giant like tweet, where it's like that could have you could have like made that so much more fun and like cool. <laughs> but nope, and like I sent you guys a screenshot of uh, was it Razor's tweet, and it was, yeah. and like that was so perfect. That's like that's literally all they needed to do, and it was like um, I, I AOP after some neg- negotiations with Fox and USA, we've they've decided to go to Raw. That was so simple, but goes such a long way. No, doesn't makes too much sense. Like. So, so my idea was like, I thought it would have been dope is if WWE just had someone as like their WWE insider. So like on their on Corey Graves, eh, maybe not Corey Graves, but <laughs> I was thinking like a coach, like Coachman or like Charlie Caruso or something. 
but have them on Twitter just announcing these free agent signings throughout this week, where it's like, oh, or there's rumors, like, oh, rumor uh, that SmackDown is really interested in Cesaro, or some shit like that, and they're gonna go, or Cesaro's in negotiations with SmackDown and Raw, with Fox and USA, whatever. <clears throat> it would be like, and it could be like the WWE's version of, like, Adam Schefter, or uh, Woj in the NBA. <clears throat> and you could even carry that shit onto the shows. So, like, during, like, SmackDown this week, you could have, like, Cole and Graves ringside and be like, oh, uh, over to Charlie Caruso, who has some news on some free agents. And it's like, it could be like a 30 to 60 second segment where she just says, like, oh, this person is in talks to join Raw or whatever. They could have drawn that out so much longer and it could have been so much more fun. But no, it's like, makes too much sense, man. Just one dump and it's like, over. I'm like, ah. One dump. One dump. Pun partially intended. <laughs> it's like Jad, one pump and it's over. <laughs> More like half. Come uh, on. I was just seeing if you're still there. Oh, I'm still uh, here. Uh, all right, all right. Let's enough of that shit. Let's move on here. Uh, Dynamite. AEW. Uh, Reminds me of something. What is it? Uh, oh yeah, World Championship Wrestling. WCW. Wrestling. Real. So I. I'm enjoying AEW, but they have some shit they really got to clean up, like the fu- like rules for <laughs> for an organization that clearly they were emphatic that there are going to be sports based and there's going to be so much em- so much emphasis on the rules. Where are the rules? Because there was like four tag matches last night, and it was just a mess. Like the f- opening match, uh, SEU and Best Friends, I. Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky both standing on the apron. Like, Kazarian's going to get back in the ring, but he doesn't. But he tags Scorpio Sky, and the ref's like, oh, legal tag. I'm like, no, that doesn't, no. He has to, they both, one of them has to be in the ring. And then they did the opposite in the uh, Lucha Brothers match, where Phoenix tagged Pentagon while he was in the ring. That's not how this works. <laughs> like, I, I'm baffled. Yeah, that's some pretty simple simple shit there and even like jim ross sounds confused on now why do you suppose it's going like that i i don't know i i think it's like one of those maybe just slip through the cracks where they just don't, don't pay attention know. yeah it it's like the minimal things that they felt like they probably didn't need to worry about like they had other yeah, shit, the other shit that they really emphasized like had emphasis on and that they yeah because this is just el- this is elementary shit this is so easy like I mean, yeah, it's kind of like wrestling 101 type of shit. Uh, yeah, and then they had the street fight last night where they had a rope break. Here, here's, so I was just going to bring that, that up. I hate that shit Here, so much. Here's the thing with that, because I was watching it, and I was my buddy Mike, like we were kind of texting during it. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid to have a street fight with rope breaks. That said, though, to their credit, and I'm not saying this is good, I'm not saying this is awesome. I'm not saying, like, you know, oh, this is okay. Like, the match, it's like calling a DQ in a Hell in a Cell or ref stoppage or whatever. Like, ref stoppage a Hell in a Cell when somebody's legitimately fucking dead. Otherwise, like, you go to the finish, especially when it's two years in a row, but I'm way off track. But, like, referees shouldn't be able to stop matches unless it's for a legitimate injury. They shouldn't be able to, 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 to AEW's credit, in that match, before it started, as they were saying, like, it was a Philadelphia street fight or whatever, they said rope breaks are allowed. It doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it make sense. But 
at least they clarified that shit, which is more than you can say about WWE sometimes. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here as an AEW fanboy being like, well, give them a break, guys. So they, they explained it. It's okay. It's fucking stupid. It's a street fight. There should be no rules. Yeah, but it at least beforehand they gave it a heads up, even though it was a fucking stupid rule, a stupid like stipulation to the match. I it, I don't know. It's but they they definitely do during the the tag match with uh, Jurassic Express and the Lucha Brothers. It was like toward the end of the match. Uh, what's the little guy's fucking name? Marco. Stunty McGee. Marco yeah, Ball. Marco Stunt or whatever. Like hit a four fifty, but the fucking cameraman was like. Only half of both of them were in the shot, so you missed the 450. It's like little stupid shit like that, like they need to tighten up on. Yeah, it's like the simple shit that <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't. And this is so, this is super nitpicking, but there was like a bunch of times where I was during those tag matches where they made tags and none of them were holding the tag ropes. Like, I, like, don't have them there if they're not gonna use them. And I know it's super nitpicking. I but fucking like, hate tag ropes. I know it's super nitpicky, but I like, don't, don't put them so there. Much. Don't, don't put them there, you know? Like, if you're going to have them there, use them. But if they're not there, then who gives a shit? For sure. It looks good. It, it just seems like every tag team matches a tornado rules. Which, if that's, that's going to be the case, it's fine, but, like, make that known. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, other than that, how are you feeling about AEW? Um, I mean, uh, like I'm good. personally enjoying it. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're, I'm the same. I'm enjoying it. It's just the little things that I feel like they need to tighten up on, like introducing talent to the audience. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big one. Some of the gimmicks too, and I'm not saying there's not stupid gimmicks in WWE, but we were we were talking about it in the the SJS thread today. Like Britt Baker's whole gimmick is just like she's a dentist, cool, but like they like she has teeth on her ring gear cool that like that's it that's the extent of her gimmick maybe like she kind of has a mandible claw as a finisher or whatever or a submission hold and like they they try to sell it last week as well it's a real mandible claw from a real dentist but like that's uh, at least isaac yankum was like a demented dentist it was still fucking stupid mandible claw has nothing to do with teeth well, I mean, you know, mouth, whatever, mouth, jaw, it's it's a, it's a stretch, but it, you know, and, and that's that's my point. That's my point. You make a big deal about how she's Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, but like that's it. That's where it ends. Just her fucking entrance, just just her announcement. That's it. There, there's no part of the character that reeks of dentist. She doesn't like work over the jaw and work over the mouth or whatever. Well, unless you're Adam Cole, baby. But like, she Boom! Sh- thank you. She doesn't do that throughout the match. She doesn't like. She doesn't break jaws. She doesn't wire jaws shut or anything. She doesn't do shit. It like it, I literally was like kind of making a joke, but like back when the Undertaker was a zombie when he first showed up, like at the end of the match, he would put people in body bags. At least that was on trail with the gimmick. But, like, I don't know, have her win a match and then, like, pull out a fucking tooth. I don't mean in real life, but, like, there's plenty of times where we get fake blood and other shit. Like, have her put a pair of fucking pliers in somebody's mouth and fake pull out a tooth and have them eat a blood capsule. Like, at least make it make sense. It's not going to get over. They can do anything they want. Nobody gives a fuck about a dentist gimmick. That's that's got to be Novocaine. Give her no no gimmick. 
this I hate this cartoony fucking stupid uh, repo man. Is he gonna be fucking all in or all elite? Is he still alive? Pretty sure. There's a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, Dump, dumpster Dorsey. Holy fuck! <laughs> you coming back? So I, just, I don't dig these gimmicks like this. It's like just that's and that's bush. the thing. That's so old school. Like that's that's very nineteen early nineteen nineties. New gen, like a new gen. So, so I I have I have a bit of a hot take. Wait, uh, I feel like Kenny if Kenny Omega signed with WWE instead of AEW, he would be better booked than he has these since he since AEW started. I would agree with that, one hundred percent. WWE would bring him in the right way. Absolutely. AEW is just thinking that everybody knows who he is and knows his record and how good he is. Exactly. They're banking WWE on WWE doesn't take. Yeah, WWE doesn't doesn't take assumptions like that or do things like that. If they bring somebody in, like they're gonna bring him in the right way for the most part. You know. Yeah. I mean, like AJ. Yeah. And, I mean, even Kane Velasquez. And another hot take: WWE treated John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, way better in his final month. Than AEW has in his first. I agree with that also. Facts, people. You heard it here first. I mean, they're just other. They're just another guy on the roster right now, which is sad. Like they, they I mean, they had this ex- excellent promo package for Cody this week. Well done. It was so good. But they should have done that for someone else because we we already know who Cody is. Even like the casual fans know Cody. And that's they. Can, that's why they can get away with this with Mox because. Everybody knows Dean Ambrose, so they know who he is. But it's not gonna work for Kenny Omega. No, he's not that that level name that you know Ambrose is, you know, that Cody is. You know, it's just it's a shame that they've have just it's been a flop for Omega. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll I think he'll be fine, but like like I was. I wouldn't say have I guess I would say it. I was having an argument on Twitter with people about it. And it's like he, like the story they're trying to tell. I totally get the story they're trying to tell, where it's like Kenny Omega's on a losing streak. He's on a downslope, whatever. Perfectly fine, cool. I like the idea of it. You know, we can see the rise of Kenny Omega. But for casual fans, in order for them to appreciate the the comeback or the rise, they have to know that he. They know have to know about his high before he was low like they have to know how high he was before he got to this low point because right now they're just like oh this guy loses or he gets beat up <laughs> or he's in tag matches all the time yeah it's kenny omega and like right now he just looks like buddy murphy oh poor buddy murphy i mean and buddy murphy's great like but you know he's not like a superstar superstar I'm glad Buddy Murphy at least got a draft pick. Like, at least got, like, noticed. I, and that's the thing, like, that I'm talking about as far as, like, the stupid supplemental draft shit or, like, back to the Bliss Cross thing, like, them being a tag team but wasting an additional pick on them when they should have been together. Like, th- that's that's a spot. I just think, personally, and I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. But I just think when you're sitting there and... The entire focus is on Stephanie McMahon at the top of the stage, reading who the next pick is for the next show. Like, the focus is on whoever they say. So, yeah, you're going to have, like, the Roman Reigns's and the Seth Rollins and the Fiends and the already established uh, talent, you know, get announced, and that's fine. But, like, 
when it's a Buddy Murphy, when it, like, you're telling me we needed to hear the fucking Lucha House Party was drafted to whatever fucking show they're on? Nobody cares about the Lucha House Party, first off. But secondly, like, that, if you're gonna do a draft, execute it so it's as big of a deal as it seems. I don't watch an NFL draft, but I can tell you this much, like, whenever somebody is fucking named, they make a big deal out of it because it is a big deal. Make a big deal out of the fact that Buddy Murphy is, you know, I just think it's a really good way to, to highlight a talent so that people have their eyes on them. And I think they, they did some stuff right, like, you know, giving somebody like a Buddy Murphy attention. But there's other shit that was just like, ah, man, I don't know. It's no, I sorry, agree. I just fucking rambled. It's just annoying. It's fucking frustrating. Yeah, no, I agree, man. It's, it, I would have liked to have seen some more like negativity aimed towards the picks because like when they would go to like oh let's go to the our uh, panel for the draft and they're really like oh that was this was a good pick i like this pick oh that was a great pick right there sucky ducky quack quack and it was like i mean that's not what a regular draft is like the regular draft there's at least one person who's like i don't know why they reached this high for so and so like they could have just been like oh i feel like this like this or uh, lacey evans was drafted too high or, no, nah, I think, like, Ali. They'd be like, Ali was drafted way too high. And then you could have him be a storyline, like, Ali out to prove a point that he wasn't, he was worth that draft pick. That's all. You guys in this fucking draft, man. I just... Yeah, this is full of draft business tonight. Know, dude. Well, it was a big fucking deal. It was, well, although Not really. Although it's I'm, just going to change in fucking three months. The, the one thing I, was intri- I am intrigued by was... Liv Morgan getting drafted. Yeah, that was surprising. That's yeah, like that, that gives me some. Sort she of hasn't been in TV, on TV in forever, and she's she goes early in the draft. Yeah, so clearly they have something for her. Uh, probably not. No, they must, cause like. No man, you give them way too much credit. They don't care. No, I, I they would they wouldn't have put they wouldn't have drafted her on TV if they didn't have something for her. Cause nobody nobody even gave a shit about Liv Morgan. Nobody would have been like. Oh, I can't believe Liv Morgan didn't get drafted. Hey, plans change, pal. Just because they got something planned now doesn't mean it's going to happen. But the modern well, day Maharaja got drafted, so we're all good. Is there anything else from uh, AEW you want to talk about? Or you just want to keep going on the draft? Yeah, I was thinking when AEW had their draft. <laughs> um, <laughs> they would have drafted shit. I don't know. The son of a son of a plumber. First round. And then analyzed it for 20 minutes they with good old J.R. Would have been at the dusty position. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wins and losses, do they matter? They say they do, but do they really? Like, How can wins and losses matter that much this early? That's my my only thing. It's like they've all had, they've had like what, like three, four matches that are accounted for? Like, how are you going to tell me that like Darby Allen, if he's like two and one, worthy of a title shot when there's other people who probably won two matches as well? It's like, hmm. Like, down the road, yeah, like, a little bit down the road, sure, I can totally see that, once they have more matches under the belt, but, like, everybody's almost equal right now, you know? I mean, Jericho's, I think they said, what's he, 4-0, 5-0 now? So, yeah, that's fine, but, like, I feel like there's such a big portion of people who are, like, 1-2, and 2-1-1, 2-2, and it's like, how can you decipher this person deserves a title shot? Like, Britt Baker, she got a title shot for nothing. Dentist. (laughs) Basically for nothing. No, she did some dental work. I mean, if that's probably part of her contract, where she does 
free dental work for them, then she gets title matches. Hey, it's a good contract. Um, yeah, I'd have to agree. I don't think they matter right now, really, all that much. It's it's hard for them to say, hard for them to matter this early. Yeah, I mean, because it's so early that nobody's really had. The, you get people on the roster have they even had a match? Yeah, like Moxley. Technically, his record was one and zero before last night. One match. Yeah. I mean, he had the one with Joey Janela, but it was unsanctioned. Yeah. So now he, hmm. so now technically he lost last night because of the tag match. So he's one and one now. Huh. So he's not gonna get a title shot. Yeah, but tag matches don't count in your record. They do. They do them separate. No, Andre the Giant was never undefeated then, because he lost in tag matches. He actually lost in singles matches before that too. But it's not talked about. He was undefeated. He should have gone in the draft. Well, according to Terry Bradshaw, he would have gone number one. Goddamn straight. Goddamn right. Why not? Uh, all right, moving on. Yeah, let's talk some NXT. Let's talk some next. Next. Big Daddy Champa uh, is back. Yeah. Looks looks like he could do a, a curl or two. Dude, get in the gym, my God. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Uh, what's he oh, up he to? Ridiculous. He's in ridiculous shape. So he had his return match. Looked pretty good, and then Undisputed Era review. They came out and gave like a USB stick. To uh, Moro and Allo, and I was like, "Well, this is an au- au- this is a weird time to give somebody your mixtape." But yeah, uh, they're like, "Oh, we gotta play this on the in the truck." I'm like, "Oh, that got there quick." Um, but it was a video of them basically after they had just taken out Velveteen Dream because uh, <clears throat> he was supposed to face Roddy Strong for the title next week, and now he's out. And they announced that Keith Lee and Dominic Dominic Dijakovic. The winner of that match would face Roddy Strong. Roddy ended up getting getting involved and in causing a double DQ, and we know how that goes. Hmm. Leads to a triple threat yeah. next week, which should be fucking ridiculously good. Yeah. But yeah. You, you like what they're doing? I mean, there was rumors that Dream was hurt after his match with Roddy, so I it seems like those are pretty legit because it looks like he's that was their way of writing him out. Yeah. So I mean, this is a solid backup plan, I guess. Um, I don't think they're going to take the title off Roddy yet, so... Yeah, um, not easy in a triple threat and not make Champa look bad. Yeah, I, I'm just curious where they're go- going if this is leading to the War Games. Uh, when is War Games? I think it's next month sometime. Is it November? It's, I think, yeah, it's Survivor Series weekend. Oh, okay. So now you got, yeah. you got Balor in the mix, Champa. Uh, I don't know if they're, like, going to have title matches on the War Games or if Undisputed Era is going to be in, the war, in a War Games match. Or is mm. Imperium's going to be the War Games match? Some people have thrown out the idea of there being a women's War Games match. So I, I haven't really, I'm kind of confused where they're going, but it's uh, November 23rd. Yes, yeah, so they got like a at month. the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. So they got a little over a month. Yeah. Um, how how is NXT doing with its move to USA? I mean, to USA. Now that it's been a couple weeks. I still think it's just from. An optics standpoint, like it just it doesn't look good, like right next to AW, because like it just it looks like minor league. Yeah, production wise. I mean, the in ring is great. I I think AEW it's probably better than AEW, but the presentation Hot is take. tough. No, I mean on a, for the most part, I would say I think for the last couple of weeks, I think AEW's had the better show overall, but I think NXT's yeah. had the better in ring, uh, more well rounded. Yeah. Roster. Um, um, what do you think the solution for NXT is? I, I, I mean, obviously to upgrade your production, but like get out, they gotta get. I feel like they gotta get out of full sale, man. Like and 
tour or find us still do like a a permanent facility um if they could find a permanent one that's bigger i think that would that wouldn't be a bad idea universal studios (laughs) is that where impact used to uh yeah it was for wcw right started i'm pretty sure it was at the universal backlot because they could do shows all day and that's how they like would film and film it's fucking genius but uh anyway yeah they they need to do something to up their production game yeah i mean i don't know i mean that's if they're trying to really compete yeah i mean I, i i love it and i think they have the best announced team of all the shows right now um but and i I mean, the wrestling's great, the storylines are good, but it's just, I think, if they want to compete, they have to have a, they have to look like it's a bigger deal. Yeah. Because the, ra- well, the ratings are going down for both shows every week. Yeah. Like, NXT was a .7 this week, which honestly is really good for USA on a Wednesday night in that time slot. USA is going to be very happy with that, but mm. I- I'm curious whether WWE is going to be okay go okay with that when AEW is doing a one. Well, they did a 1.0 this week, which was down from last week and the week before. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I'm in, I'm very interested to see what's it's going to happen going forward. Uh, I mean, it's still early, so they still got they got plenty of time, and it's not like it's going to uh, put anything out of business. But I mean, in the meantime, it's fucking awesome. It's an exciting time. Yeah, I <clears throat> I love like, and I they won't say it's the Wednesday Night Wars. I love the Wednesday Night Wars. I love the fact that. I mean, I know, Derek, you usually watch NXT live, and I'll watch Mm -hmm. AEW live, but, like, I love that we're in a position again where, like, right after one show ends, we can be like, oh, shit, like, we can watch a whole other show. Yeah. And it's, without a doubt, it's it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, it's without a doubt the two best wrestling shows of any show that's on during the week. So it's, like, it's, it's fun. I, I do think quality-wise... NXT is is better than AEW, but you got to remember too. AEW is only in their what was it their fourth, third or fourth show. Third. I mean, TV. yeah, yeah. As far as like you know, weekly TV goes, weekly live TV. Yeah. There's gonna be kinks they gotta work out, and you know, hopefully down the line they get better and they iron those out, and it elevates it to an even higher level. I I do I like I honestly love Wednesday nights. I love being able to just sit down and watch either one show or the other like i said i usually will text my buddy mike during aew we'll watch that live and then i'll flip on nxt after and it's i don't know man it's it's fun like it's fun it's fun to be a wrestling fan again not so much on mondays and probably fridays but wednesdays are awesome to be a wrestling fan yeah and and if if you're watching aew you can once it's over you can literally flip right over to nxt because they have that like 10 minute overrun yeah, man, exactly. And like, or, I mean, in my case, I'll usually flip over to American Horror Story and then NXT. But yeah. either way, and it's just it's fun to be able to do it like it was like when we were fucking kids. You know? Yeah, man. Like, And I think maybe that's part of it. And I don't know if like it's the, the low-key nostalgia factor that like makes it even cooler. But, I mean, I remember <laughs> back when Hogan and Bischoff got to TNA and they tried to make like impacts a thing on Mondays and like do Monday Night Wars again. It just... It didn't have that same feel at all, but like, man, it's, it's just like, it's fun. It's just so fun. I can't think of a better word than just fun. And it helps that it's in the middle of the week too. Yeah, it's dope. So (laughs) I I was, uh, I was saying like, I'm curious where they're going as far as NXT for like war games, whether, yeah, 
I'm curious whether they're gonna go because Undisputed Era has all the titles, so I don't know if they're gonna like defend all the titles on the show and then do a War Games match with other people, or if they're just gonna do a War Games with them and all the titles aren't defended. Like, do you think they would be crazy enough to do War Games with Undisputed Era and have all the titles on the line, like a winner take all? Yeah. I mean, I I honestly would love it. <laughs> I think that'd be really dope. But I don't know. Like, I don't even know who would be next up for the NXT tag titles with Street Profits gone. Yeah, man. Because that, like, what other tag teams? Unless they just threw one together. But like, but then like, how would you? Because I was gonna say like, you could do like just thinking of everybody that's feuding with Undisputed Era right now. Like, you could do Balor and Champa because they're both kind of like at Cole right now. You could do Dream because he's at Roddy. If he's healthy. But then... What? If he's healthy. Right, yeah. But then that would leave one spot. But, like, what would happen with the tag titles? Who who would get the tag titles? Who, You know what I mean? Like, how would they differentiate, like, which of the four yeah. get which title? Um, yeah. I don't know, um, man. Unless they somehow, like, decipher between now and then, like, oh, these, two, these people are going after the tag titles. They, yeah. This person's going after... The North American. I mean, I know who I really want to face the Undisputed Era for the tag titles. I don't think I don't. I don't know if it'll happen. I think it'd be cool. DIY. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool. That's what I was just thinking in my head. I was like, well, you could put Champion and Gargano back together because even like they even kind of teased it because last night there was an interview with Gargano and they were like, oh, you know, I forget who was interviewing him, but she was like, how do you? Was it Kathy Kelly? Uh, I think so. Who, by the way, is low-key, and I don't know how she's so low-key, but low-key, like, one of the hottest women overall on any of those shows. She is gorgeous. She's a fucking knockout. And, like, she just seems so girl next door, too, which is awesome. But anyway, I digress. Um, she was like, you know, uh, Champ is back. What, what's your reaction? And he was like, I honestly won't know until I see him. So it's kind of like teasing that they're going to have some kind of interaction, but I, I don't know. I feel like it, it, it could that could have been like planting seeds to them maybe getting back together, and then maybe they, they do go all the way and you know win the titles again, and that's kind of fun. And you know you could have Balor challenge for the NXT title, and then I don't know who challenges for North American, but oh well, no, they they said that there's going to be a triple threat now with uh yeah next week but like going after that yeah. i doubt either of them are gonna stick around in that like title picture right i mean I th- if, if dream's healthy he would probably be but if not i guess riddle maybe yeah riddle, riddle dick deserves a big title for his big dick hell yeah <laughs> just wear it around his dick yeah right yeah. come out and do the meat spam well, it'll be, his it'll dick be, is the world it'll be interesting to see though all right, all right. we, we want to get into some uh Derek posed a couple questions. Yeah, some hypes. Yeah. Hype, uh, hypos. And this kind of came up in my mind when they did the whole shake-up with the announced team. And I was just kind of... Th- and I've thought about it before, but I was just kind of thinking, like, which current, like, wrestlers would make, like, good commentators in the future? And I posed that question to you guys and to our, our, our fans. I don't want to say fans, but... <laughs> on, to, to on our listeners. pages to our pages uh yeah um it's a good question it's kind of like i think 
Daniel Bryan pops into my mind. Only if he talks about bears. Because he can be very entertaining, and he has a, a really good knowledge of wrestling. Mm-hmm. But he can also be very bold, so it's kind of it's a tough one. Um, I know Alexa, I think, was brought up by Kevin. Yeah, he did. That's a good one, too. Alexa's got a real knack for the microphone. One name I think a lot of people are probably going to be talking about now, over those with this past week i i've thought about him for a while but samoa joe Mm. i think would be excellent on commentary and he kind of showed a little bit of it during the uh the drafts that would have been the last person i would have thought of i i think i think because he just has so much left in the tank but he'd be good yeah i i think he could be like a taz Watch him squeeze into a suit. Like I don't think anybody thought Taz would end up being a really good commentator, but he was. <laughs> and I don't think anybody thought he would be a commentator in general with his gimmick. And I don't think anybody would think that about Samoa Joe. But I've heard I I think just hearing him on podcasts and stuff, and hearing how hearing how like well spoken he is, and like doing guest spots during commentary. I I just was like oh, he's got a good voice for it. He knows his shit, and then and he's credible. And then last, and just this past week in the draft was just like the icing on the cake for me. I'm like, oh yeah, this dude could be, could absolutely do this. Hmm. Uh, a couple other names that are thrown out there by a couple of people who commented. There's one that I, <laughs> I can't believe is even on the list. Um, the Miz. I have the Miz on my list. Yeah. I think the Miz would be great. Yeah. Uh, Eli Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Lee, Chris Hero, or Cassius Ono. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, but here's the kicker. Uh, AJ Styles was thrown out there too, but here's the kicker. Braun Strowman. <laughs> that has to be a joke. But I don't know. I don't know, Russ. You let us know. <laughs> I, mean, but I saw that and I was like, uh, no way, uh, Jose. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> No, no way Jose would be better than Braun Strowman. Yeah, that's why I saved the best for last. That uh, would be god-awful. Um, we also got oh, Samoa Joe. Ryan Merrill said Samoa Joe also. And, but he said John Moxley. Hmm. I don't know if Moxley would have the patience for that. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's too much of a he's too much of a Brian Pillman. That could be dangerous. He's too much of a lunatic fringe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's got the, the dis... I think his ADHD would would be too hard for him to combat if he was a full-time commentator. Mm. I don't think he's got the discipline for something like that, and that doesn't say anything bad about him. It's just, mm. you know, yeah. some people don't have that type of discipline. I got a, uh, I got a couple more. Um, so, yeah, uh, Joe was top of my list. Uh, I had the Miz as well. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is an interesting one for me. Yeah, I could Billy, see that. Jesse the body. <laughs> I think, yeah... He's done some guest commentating spots where he, he sounds pretty good, and he does stand up. I mean, whether it's good or not, I mean, whatever. But um, and he does like new spots on like Fox News and shit. So like, I feel like he would be pretty good. Um, Kevin Owens, maybe. I could see KO. Yeah, I could see KO. Although I don't know if he would have the patience for that either. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, um, Xavier Woods. Oh uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I have one that uh, Tim's gonna hate. Shane McMahon. No, CM Punk. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, he, of course. He, yeah, he was good when he did it, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I was thinking if he came back to just do that. Can I wear your blazer? 
Yeah. Um, and I think Paige would, would be would, pretty good. The accent, bro. And she's a hoe. Nigel McGuinness has an accent. He's one of the best out right now. Yeah, he's a guy, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. That's not my personal feeling. I'm just saying, like, I, would, I guess I could have worded that one differently. <laughs> That's not my personal feeling. I just said it, though. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, guy, don't come though. at me. Don't come at me, Christ killer. All right? Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh... No, I, I, I just was making a joke about how WWE is sexist. So. Fell flat, though. Yeah, a little bit. But anyway, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, you know who I would hate? It would be either of the Iconics. You've got to be joking me! Yeah, I can't. Ugh, gross. Yeah, the women, that's a good one. What women would be good? Yeah. I, I think Beth has gotten really good. She's in, I think she's improved a lot. Mm. She's still got a lot of ways to go, but I think she's improved a lot. I think she improves every week, to be honest. Um, Charlotte, the queen. <laughs> I think she'd be a great actress. I don't know if she'd be oh. good commentary. I know. Oh, they've they've been trying her out, actually, on main event. Mickey James. There's one. Hmm. I haven't but listened I, to her. I didn't on even her realize own, but... she was still a thing. Yeah, I think she had, like, knee, double knee surgery or something. Or just single knee surgery? I don't know. Nia Jax? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey? She's a bad guy, though. No. Breaking hearts. I mean, like, down when she's done wrestling. Nah, I, I don't, uh, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't see that one. I'm just trying to think of, like, oh, voice tones right now. Yeah. Like, the super squeaky, I can't really do that, but, like... Uh, Becky, I bet you wouldn't be too t- too terrible. She's got an accent, though. Uh, it's okay, she's the man. It's a heavy accent. Yeah, she's the man, so... I don't know if she'd be good on commentary. She might be, you never know. You, you never know. I mean, who would have thought Corey Graves would be good on commentary? I, pri- prior to him going to commentary, I didn't even think of Corey Graves at all, <laughs> really. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened... Yeah. Is Jad still here? Yes. Um, well, let's talk favorite finishing moves. Let's talk finish, fi- fi- favorite finishing moves. Everybody put fucking Stunner on their list. Did my they? last one. <laughs> my last finish is my favorite. But um, uh, I didn't realize. I mean, that was a jizz joke, guys. Yeah, that's quick. Right. That's a quick one. Well, that's why I'm single. Mm. Um, oh, all right. Let's see what we got. Anyway, Murphy's Law. I like that one. Yeah. And I, I like Ryan's reasoning for it, because have never seen anything like it. It's cool. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, originality. Yeah, I can get down with that. Yep, everybody said the stunner. <laughs> yeah, it's on everybody's fucking list. Even though like you get down to brass tacks, it's really not that cool of a finisher. It's just because... It makes zero sense. It's just because Stone Cold. Exactly. Uh, so- Styles Clash. Yeah. It's super dangerous. The Razor's Edge. I used to love the Razor's Edge. Uh, one that was always, or it, like, became one of my favorites was Kevin Steen's Package Pile Driver. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, it was. That was one thing I was really bummed about him coming to the WWE about, is that that ain't gonna happen. Which sucks, because, yeah, yeah like you said. it's nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he started to do something, like, a, it looked like he was gonna do a Package Pile Driver, but he didn't. I forget what. Yeah, little, yeah he, like, turns them, kind of. Oh, cock tease. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Um, 
Kevin Harden says Kabashi's Burning Hammer. Dallas Tiger Driver 91. Of course, Sweet Jim User. Which is definitely on my list. Yup. Um, right there with the RKO. RKO is a good one. I'd put that on my list over Stunner. Do you. So RKO or Diamond Cutter? I go RKO. Yeah. 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 Just because. Just because. Like, I feel like there's more of a setup for the di- for the Diamond Cutter. I feel like it's looser too, and maybe that's maybe that's why. Like I just feel like it's I don't know. Like the diamond cutter always seems so tight, but or maybe Orton is just a lot more fluid with it. But I think it's because you can do the RKO out of nowhere. You can't do the diamond cutter out of nowhere because of their right. setup, the hand position. Like it's, they're they're very similar, but then very different. But it's definitely the RKO is definitely better. Yeah, I I and I think it's. The way Orton sells it too, right? So yeah, Ar- yeah. I'd say RKO and Switch of Music are right there. I I love I just love finishers you can do out of nowhere. You know, like yeah, it's, it I don't know it, the unpredictability of it. Um, what else? Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I always like the Iron Claw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought it was just so. It was one of those ones that's so ridiculous. I loved it. Good old Texas Tornado. I've always been a huge fan of the Chaos Theory. Um, but like it, I'm bummed that they moved, and I get kind of why they did with Gable, I guess, because Kurt Angle-esque, and they're both like Olympic wrestlers. But I loved when they had Gable's finisher as the Chaos Theory. Hmm. Shorty G. You fuck. Never mind. Yeah, his name is Shorty Gable now. Fuck. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck you, Vince. Fuck you, WWE. I fucking hate you. Sorry. He's not even that short. Oh man. <laughs> he's not even man, that he's, short. He's he's quite average. He's an average man, sized man. Sure, yeah. There are much. There are other people on that roster who are shorter. I just don't get. Oh, but whatever. Um. What else we got? Ricky shit. Ricochet. Ricochet. Ricochet is six thirty. The pew pew. The pew pew. Uh. Bank statement slash crossface. Any variation of that, I love. Yeah, crossface has always been one of my favorites too. Along with the lion tamer. I, I I'll just say bank statement for currently. Sasha's so good at getting that that that's a submission you can get out of nowhere that you wouldn't think you could, but some some of the times she pulls that out, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, she can pull it out of nowhere. I don't think it would work for many people. Yeah, it, that's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, because of I think just because of the credibility of the crossface with Benoit and Brian, that it's believable too. Label lock. The yes lock. Yeah, there's a difference. The, the um, Captain Planet lock. Yeah, Crossface has always been one of my one of my favorites. And, Same. Uh, Lion Tamer also. The real Lion Tamer. Mm-hmm. Not the Boston yeah, no, no, Crab he does now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he his Boston Crab, or Walter Jericho, whatever you want to call it, on Darby Allen last night, though. Oh, oh my dude. God. He was like bit in half, bro. Actually, speaking of Darby Allen, one of my favorite finishes, and I don't know why, I just think it looks awesome, the coffin drop. It does look pretty dope. Not when he hits it on the apron, though. He... Jesus That's cringe. Christ. That is cringe. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. I used to, I don't know. I used to love the Pearl River Plunge. Pearl, Pearl River poop shoot. Poop shoot. <laughs> <laughs> the Pearl River poop shoot. I legit did though. <laughs> hey, you remember when the DDT used to mean something? Yeah. Jake the Snake. That's what I think. That's why I don't like Sweet Chin music and why it doesn't get on my list now. Is because it's so overdone that it just it's just a super kick. It doesn't mean but, anything. But when it first came around, like, I always thought even before it officially became his finisher, like, when his finisher was just, like, that teardrop suplex, I always thought, like, and it 
Gorilla Monsoon called it a savat kick. They never called it sweet chin music until later on. Like, I always thought that just looked so brutal. Like, that should have been his finisher. So when they made it his finisher, it was brutal and it was awesome. But like you said, it's just, it's like DDTs are played out. Just like, you know, like the Rude Awakening used to be like a friggin' finisher. And it's just, just a neck breaker. Yeah. I mean, it's just if it wasn't done every single match all the time. I would like it more, but I mean, nobody executes it like Shawn Michaels. Right. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler can try as hard as he wants, but yeah. I don't know. I think that I just it's lost. It's you know who throws who throws a pretty pretty mean super kick for like current people is Carmella. Yeah, she does throw a pretty good. Super yeah, kick. I'll give her that. that. Yeah, it's not bad. Graves is gonna super dick that. Yeah, all right. Just gonna give her the culture shock. Cult, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what other favorite finishing moves we got? Uh, Razor's Edge. That's a good one. Love the Razor's Edge, man. He, Jackknife too. Uh, chart Buster. Dude, Roman was doing like that, like a Razor's Edge sit down power bomb for a while, not using it as a finisher. And I was like, dude, that looks so good. Yeah. I wish he did. What's um? What's God, what's his name? What's uh, Corbin's finisher? Not the deep six. Oh. Although I think the deep six should be a finisher anyway. The end of days. End of days. Yes. Yeah. That is a good... I love the end of days. Yeah, that is a solid finisher. I also love the original Dirty Deeds. Not the double arm DDT, but like originally the Dirty yeah. Deeds was like a bulldog driver. I yeah. loved that. Yeah. That yeah, was pretty good. Yeah, I remember Paul was very upset when he switched to the, <laughs> the newer version. Very upset. Still not over it. Hmm. Paul Levesque? Yeah, we text. Oh. We text. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You should try to get him on here sometime. Oh, well, he's doing Graves podcast first, so. Oh, what a fucking turncoat prick. Shit. Douchebag. Fucking cum stain. Anyhow, well, speaking of what finishing, else we got? Uh, finishing moves, what else we got? Ankle lock? Kurt Angle's ankle lock. Or Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Or Ken Shamrock. Yeah, I mean, when they're standing up, yeah. That lay down ankle lock I'm not a fan of. The grapevine, you mean? Sure. I mean, I've, I've seen Angle do it. I've seen Shamrock maybe do it. Angle used to do it where he would be laying down, twisting on the ankle. Yeah, like the grapevine the leg or whatever. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of that one. But the standing up, I'm snapping. Ankle lock, I love. It's a good visual. Even Jack Swagger. It wasn't too bad. Jack Swagger. Uh, Jack Hayes. Oscar? <laughs> Polo, Polo Jack. Oscar used oh, the ankle Jake. lock, too. <clears throat> Who? Oscar. She used the ankle lock, too, every now and then. Asuka. Azuka. Yeah. You know what? Uh, sharpshooter. We haven't talked about a sharpshooter. Oh, true, yeah. The execution was dope, too. The, I liked that. The Rock's sharpshooter? Mint. <laughs> so good. Figure four. Yeah. You're not a figure four fan? Eh, it's okay. I think mm. I think it's one. It's kind of been watered down for me as well. Once yeah, Miz, I can see that. I think once Miz did it, I was like, oh, God. Like I like I'm cool with Charlotte sure. and the figure eight, but when Miz started doing it and like you see it like in all these random matches and like eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we wanna wrap this bad Larry up. Put a Jad rap on it. <laughs> Jad don't rap. I mean yeah yeah yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> no, no, it, was, it was a condom joke. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Is it true you reuse condoms? I heard that. I wear used condoms. <laughs> no, but you reuse them. Oh, <laughs> I love that you I use them. <laughs> oh, shit. Big raw dog uh, guy over here. 
Raw dog daddy. Raw dog daddy daddy. Oh, God. Guys, uh, as always, like, review, rate, subscribe. We actually, oh, before I forget, we got a new review. Uh, give me a second. I'm bringing it up here and we can read it off. Uh, it's from Kevin's Evil Twin. Uh, it's titled Cerebral Assassins. It's all in caps, but I'm, I think it's supposed to be written in the tone of Hulk Hogan, but I'm not doing it. Sweet. I'll do it. Uh, I'll, see, I'll, all right. I, I'll do it. <laughs> all right, I sent it to you. What? Yeah, yeah I know. In the chat. Up, so. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, let me tell you something, Gordon Soli. The three jabronis thought they got me at the bass and the nasty dude with the steel chair attack, but I'm back and better than ever. Three despicable desperados dealing out deadly DDTs. Five stars, brother. I just woke my dog the fuck up. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> that sounded uh, just dude. like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. I'm really <laughs> I'm curious to hear Derek's version also. Yeah, okay. Oh, I have to do it too? All right. Yeah. Hell yeah, you do. All right. Well, let me tell you something, Gordon Soley. The three jabronis, dude. They thought they got they got they got me at the bash at the. No, Jesus, I can't even read that. <laughs> uh, no, that's not that sounds like a Mister America promo. You're good. Like when he said he uh, took it up the ass. You know what, McMahon? Uh, I'm gonna say it one more time, dude, so you completely <laughs> understand. Oh, they got yeah, me at the bash and Nash with the steel chair attack, dude. But I'm back and I'm better than ever, brother. Three despicable desperados dealing out deadly DDTs, brother. Five stars, dude. There's so many D's in that last sentence. Despicable yeah. Desperados dealing out deadly DDD. <laughs> and what uh, you gonna do you. when the three jabronis podcast over you? <sighs> Thank you, Kevin's evil twin, for the rave review. We appreciate it. Do you think Thanks for listening Kevin to the three jabronis. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all of you out there should write a review. And we'll read it as yeah, a wrestler. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, as a wrestler. Later, read a review. Yeah. Dig it! <laughs> well, whether you like it or you don't. <laughs> and if there's a wrestler you want it read as, just put it in the review. Yeah. Any put it in the review and comment and like and share and subscribe and yeah. things. Download. Yeah. 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 And don't forget. So this, is our, this is our finishing move we do every week. One, one person you don't want to imitate. That's Dave Meltzer because he's a fucking uh, Nerrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr